Hey, everybody. This is Katie. Back to you with Psychic on the Scene here with my co-host, D. Scott. Yay! And the amazing Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hey! Um, Because you're just just magical. I'm so sorry. You are special, sweetie. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, and we have a special guest tonight back because we love you so much. Uh, Jake Paul talking about angels. And really what we want to know tonight is how Mm -hmm. to use your angels to manifest whatever your dreams are, your positive intent, with a new moon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Positive intentions, whatever your goals are. So that's why we have Jake here. the new moon instead of, what Oh, yeah. Oh, Wednesday? well, it is, it's, t- well. The 26th of November. The 26th is, yeah. the, right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm ever so sorry. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, tomorrow, November 26th. So on any new moon, the supplies. Yeah, on any new moon, how do you manifest them? So welcome, sweetie. Hello, thank you for having me. Love you. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the first things I was thinking, well, because we're in that season of Christmas, um, I was thinking uh, of the movie It's a Wonderful Life, and of course mm-hmm. we have... George that shows up and he helps him with his life and basically shows him what life would be like, you know, if things had taken a different turn. Mm -hmm. So when we are trying to manifest, what are some things that we should be focused on or what should we be thinking about to specifically work with our angels? So when it comes to manifestation, and I'm just citing back to this um, class that I just taught this past weekend, um, I kind of just blurted out, I've always had this um, piece of advice, and I can't remember where I even heard it from, when when you do manifestation, when you're praying for things, you know, everybody, we all have... um, we make our own preconceived notions about what we need mm-hmm. and what we actually versus what we actually do need in life. So we're always saying, you know, I need a if you need a new car, you'll say I need a, a, a 2018 Bentley or whatever it is for you <laughs> um, instead of saying, you know, I just need reliable transform- yeah. transportation or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I would say the first piece of advice is to whenever you're doing prayers, whenever you're doing any kind of manifestation, just say that or something better. I love that. Ooh. Because that lets go of your ego putting into that saying, you know, I need something specific. And if I don't get that, then my manifestation failed. Oh, see, that mm-hmm. counter, that's counter, I guess, intuitive of everything that we've ever heard that says be super specific mm-hmm. about. But I kind of like that, that you're leaving it to the universe and taking your ego out of it. I think the less rigidity that you put into your manifestation, I think. You know, there it, there are times when the more specific you are, that does help. But I do find in my experience, especially when people are trying to just start out working with their angels or they're trying to, you know, find something that's more down to earth advice for working with their angels. I would say really cast your net open and really right. be open to all the things that come to you, because then when you cast your net open and all these things start coming to you, that's more validation and more trust that you can put into yourself and your capacity to be able to work with your angels. You can always throw back what you don't want. One hundred percent. And then, too, because... Every time you get something, you can kind of validate it and then give gratitude. So, mm-hmm. you know, even and if that grows it right, that you keep you keep putting that back out there, and you're going to get more. That's what I've always learned is that you get more back. So whether it's with your angels or just putting it out to the universe, yeah, always thinking and always inviting more blessings to come your way. The thing about the angels is that they really they want to help you so much, but they don't want to intrude on your life. It's the law of free will. So if you don't ask for Absolutely. something or if you don't open that door, then they can't put it in your way unless this is like a life threatening event. Um, yeah, we say give them permission. Please is permission, and thank you is angel food. Yes, that's why we one hundred percent. They love they love a humble soul. They love a thankful soul. They just they love love. <laughs> that's Aww. most important. They really do. Um, so yeah, 
um, when you're doing manifestation, be kind with yourself, be kind and patient with yourself at the forefront. So do you recommend certain ways to help us prepare? Should we do something physically, spiritually to help us prepare to invite that in? Yeah, so I think there's a bunch of different things in the whole triangle of the mind, body, soul aspect when it comes to that. So let's talk about, you know, let's talk about just energy for a minute. Okay. So when if you wanna say that, you know, about vibration. So let's say there's a scale of zero to 10. If we're at a five and the angels are at a nine, they vibrate at such a high frequency that it's very hard to stay in tune with them on um, a consistent scale. So mm -hmm. we have to be doing things to actively raise our, vibra our vibration. So whether that be um, just being more mindful about the narrative that you use in your own mind when you're talking about your own situations and circumstances, saying, you know, I am able to get that new job or I have everything that I need in my toolbox to be able to achieve that on my own. Um, but also meditation, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, so meditation, even if it's only five minutes a day, if you live, you know, Agreed. Say, <laughs> yes. And I don't, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. You know, if you are a busy person, you work your nine to five, you go home and you have family, you know, most people only have 45 minutes at the end of the day. So they don't think to fill that with meditation. They don't think to fill that with journaling. Um, so I, I think it's really helpful if you're doing, uh, and years ago, people were always saying, and if you do this meditation, make sure you're laying down, or do, you know, and, which I that? guess, yeah. you know, I get it that if you are going to do it and you're going to have that rarefied time or space that you are laying down or you're, that you're relaxing. But I think it is just as appropriate or even beneficial that if you're driving in the car, oh, yeah. that you have that on. Um, some sort of meditation or something to raise your <laughs> vibration. Or I now do a lot of that stuff when I'm working out that I have that in. Rather than having just garbage go mm -hmm. into your head and your mind, your soul, mm -hmm. that it helps you lift up. So yeah, and it doesn't knock me out. <laughs> yeah. So while well, I'm doing it. I had a client a couple weeks ago who said that she loves to, whenever she's driving anywhere, she doesn't play the radio, she plays shamanic drumming. And I was like, I absolutely love that for you. That's the perfect way. That is a ancient way for people to raise their vibration oh, because it instantly just takes you there on a spiritual level and also on a psychological level. It's kind of like when you listen to binaural beats, mm -hmm. those are actual tones that resonate in your brain and change the wavelength of your brain. Um, so that's a really fun thing to do too, binaural beats, because they physically and biologically change your wavelength um, and just make you more akin to talking to angels and talking to spirit. Um, being in, in Kind of tunes you into their it's channel. kind of like a radio yeah. station yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. we had that we had barb come in and do drumming with us and we oh, we really went mm -hmm. far far away i love when she it does, does that. <laughs> yeah um so yeah back to what is saying you know what we can do to kind of prep for that i would say definitely find some kind of meditation in your day give yourself it whether it's the morning afternoon nighttime don't be so rigid with yourself wherever it fits fit it whatever works for you works for you there's no right way to do it that's so important because people know. think, oh, I was told I have to do this. Because if you're saying you're meditating, then you are meditating. Mm -hmm. you know, so many people think that they're not doing it right or someone else will tell them you're not doing it right if you're not laying down, have the lights dim, do it for an hour. I would say, if you say you're doing it, then you are doing it. You've succeeded. <laughs> so yeah. cut yourself a break. I think the biggest part is that we have to really peel back that kind of, um, this facade saying that meditation looks like a certain thing. Like mm. they're saying that, it, oh, it's it's like kind of like the Wizard of Oz. It's the, it, the whole time it's been a man <laughs> behind the curtain, you know, just <laughs> doing some gears. You know, everybody's waiting. They're sitting down, closing their eyes and waiting for something powerful and magical to just boom happen. When really most of the meditative process is really just putting your, your mindset to the side and allowing yourself to just 
just be open. You're not, you know, actively trying to like, if you're hurting something in your brain, then you are doing something wrong. (laughs) It's, I always say if you people, if someone's interested in starting to meditate and they have a hard time maybe concentrating, um, I always like to do um, the post-it method. So that is when you're sitting down and you're kind of just um, trying to be mindful, any thought that comes into your head, write it down on a post-it in your mind and then put it to the side. Act like you're putting it on your refrigerator. Say, I'm going to come back to this. I'm honoring this thought and I'm not throwing this away. I'm not trying to avoid this thought, but I will write it on the post-it and talk about it later. Um, And just keep doing that. If your whole meditation is just that, then you've made progress. Oh, absolutely. And then over time, you'll be able to do things, you know, you'll be able to have a goal in your meditative process, whether that's, you know, talking to your angels, whether that's meeting a guide, whether that's just clearing out anything anything funky that you might have in your aura at the moment you know? right agreed um, and i think a lot of people as part of that process need to be actively thinking about raising their vibration and mm-hmm. kind of like leaving the physical body going into the spiritual that you are doing that just in that act it just you know kind of gives you a zing john edward has a really good meditative process it's like seven minutes long and it's it, the literally the whole one. thing is breathing in plus signs yes! which is like yeah. love positive energy love my, my john energy. edwards tapes oh it's so practical it's so useful because it's not you know it's not too out there for anybody you know and so everyone can do it i think yeah. it's like oh i know what a plus sign looks like exactly. i can do this <laughs> plus sign that's positive everybody equates that that's a universal symbol of good things you know because it's getting right. that's gaining things that's adding two and two together like a you know? battery <laughs> right and then when you exhale just minus signs so all of the junk all of the crap that's just in your body all of the stuff that you've been worried about all week exhale all of that out that right there is already raising your vibration because you're clearing out all of your ego-based you know thoughts fears worries anxieties I just started breathing them out, which is from you reminding me by talking about it. Uh I feel better. It's been one of those weeks and it's only Monday. And set a reminder on your phone. If you know, if you find that you're having Mm. a hard time holding yourself accountable to that, um, giving yourself at least five minutes, set a reminder on your phone. If you have to snooze it, snooze it. But make sure you're honoring yourself by giving yourself that couple minutes to just do active breathing. Say, all right, I'm going to breathe in for five seconds, hold it, and then I'm going to breathe it back out. If you have to sneak off to the bathroom at work, that's perfectly fine. And that's perfectly valid, too. That's a great suggestion is to put it, set it as a reminder on your phone. Mm -hmm. We set reminders for everything else. So why not? Taking right. care of ourselves. I right. mean, phones are such a big part of our day-to-day lives now. We have our calendars in there. We have our alarms to wake ourselves up. We have our messages that we can talk to our kids' teachers. You know, we talk to our business pals that way. It's if it if you know that it's a part of your day-to-day life, then allow that to be a reminder for yourself. You know, love that. Perfect. There's some mindfulness apps out there too. I, I haven't really tried any of them, but I've always been tempted to yes look into that. So many meditation apps, so many, and also YouTube has millions mm-hmm. of meditations. YouTube has tons. Oh my god! For everything, for free, right? The, yeah. For free, you all, like all for you, free? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> free. Watch a thirty-second ad, and you've got an hour and a half meditation that you can listen Ooh. to. That's perfect. I'll have to try that. <laughs> right, that is the truth, though. Mm-hmm. Um. So physically, I mean, obviously raising the vibration, is there something physically that you would recommend for us to do in preparation? So there's a lot of different things that you can do um, in the physical aspect. So whether that be, um, so some people will do dancing. Um, Dancing is a really good way to kind of raise vibration, um, to kind of raise your energy and kind of get yourself out of your own mindset. Um, So yeah, dancing has been a part of a lot of indigenous cultures throughout the years. Um, It's such a practical way. Um, You can also do if you find exercises useful for you. That's what, you, Katie um, that's what that. I do. But I'm not telling everybody to hit a treadmill, and that's a perfect thing. <laughs> well, that's thing, what but. I do. <laughs> I, I find that that helps me feel, and maybe it's a sense of accomplishment, so it gives you that not just the endorphin 
feel good, but it makes me feel like, okay, I got that done. Mm -hmm. you know? You're accomplishing and, and two things. I'm accomplishing yeah. that, and now I can, I, I feel like I'm more spiritually connected because I physically have done this, and it's just for myself. And it's such a practical way to just connect your mind with your body. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. How often do we actually take a second to just tune in and say, what's going on in my body today? You know, yep. what aches, pains, and feelings am I having today that I have not been honoring, that I have not been paying attention to? Because a lot of times, you know, obviously, sometimes more than not, it's arthritis, but <laughs> yes. sometimes if you're having chronic headaches or you're even having oh this is a cool one too this is called the angel point so Aww. when people are starting their meditative process and when they're starting their process with working with angels they'll find that right in between their shoulders they start oh, to have yeah. this pain or this this mm -hmm. pressing feeling there and so this is actually our dear friend Vicky who, who was telling me about this a couple weeks ago Vicky Arms we had the Divine Sisterhood in downtown Troy she's amazing um, <laughs> shout out shout out <laughs> shout out to our girl love her oh, but she was amazing. telling me that this is called the angel point and so this is kind of like when angel wings kind of spread out and this mm -hmm. is that oh. this is that taking that step by step opening that process to your angels this is a physical manifestation of the spiritual journey oh that's incredible mm -hmm. it's oh, the same way that when that. people meditate um you might find like you feel like a little like fingers on the top of your head kind of your crown chakra opening up or you might feel mm -hmm. like a pressure right here in between your brow that's the third eye mm -hmm. um yeah. There's just so many ways that you could physically activate yourself into kind of, you can do walking meditations. That's a new thing that I've learned about. That's my yep. favorite way. When I walk the dog, I go far, far away. And that's just another example yeah. about, you know, if you don't have much time in your day, but you know you walk the dogs or you know you walk your kid to the bus stop every morning, walking meditation is such a perfect way to fit that into your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a really good point. So also with this, have you had anybody ha like, if you've got, I know you do a lot of work with the angels, but have you had somebody do physical work on you to help you raise your vibration to be more accepting or like Reiki or anything like that to help clear things out where you felt like a personal block? I, uh, I got to admit, I don't really get to treat myself to, you know, physical healings that often. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of self-healing for myself as a Reiki master. I do my own form of Reiki, which is called angel Reiki. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so do tell about tell us angel about this. Reiki. <laughs> is this and why is thing? that different? Why is that different than regular Reiki? And okay. did you invent it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't say that I invented it. I'm sure angel Reiki has been used before. Um, so as a certified angel therapist, I kind of developed this method as, after I became a, um, a Reiki master, because if you step back and you think about it, when you do, when you're doing a Reiki session, you're talking to, you're channeling Usui, Takata, Hayashi. Mm -hmm. yep. um, these are all, you're really channeling spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so why couldn't you channel angels? Why couldn't you ask them to kind of um, put their hands onto the person? And what Absolutely. I like to do to kind of personalize it for everybody, I will kind of just sit down before my session with somebody and say, okay, what angels want to work with them today? Sometimes it'll Ooh. be Haniel. Sometimes it'll be Michael for some cord cutting. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just kind of like customizing your session um, and like allowing that. those angels to directly impact you energetically. That's a really great concept. Mm -hmm. I like that. And that probably brings people who don't even understand Reiki how, like how it is connected more to the divine or the spirit mm -hmm. that you know don't worry about a thing let your angels take care of it mm -hmm. that's really uh, i like that visualization mm -hmm. it's so, funny because when i i've given you a reiki a couple times but i tend to always move stones so you don't let me yeah. lay my hands on you anymore yeah. <laughs> but you always said to me there's a little girl who stands next to me when i give reiki and she puts her hands on, and, yeah. I, and you're the first one who said that and i i get that all the time and i'm never aware of her which is the weirdest thing. Because you're mm -hmm. probably doing the work that it's, you know, that she's assisting that you're not really supposed to see her. And you told me she was an angel. I remember you saying that. 
So. I don't even remember that, but thank you <laughs> for the shout out on that. <laughs> but it's it's I think it's so interesting that that was that's what you're using mm-hmm. because I think that would bring people even more comfort thinking about that. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about anything because there's an angel here. Mm-hmm. Doing the more the so merrier. You'd be more accepting or more open. One hundred percent. Just because angels are such a universal, um, everybody's familiar with angels. Oh, yeah. You know, angels exist in all walks of life. So that's not something that's you know that's not a vernacular that's out of reach for anybody. And angels are always painted in the best light. Everybody is so comforted and they're safe. Angels are safe. Universal love. That's <laughs> yeah. all they are. They're universal manifest- manifestations of universe, spirit, God, goddess, whoever you believe in. Mm. That's what angels are. They are. If you want to say that you know the universe is a beehive and that. Um, God, source, whoever is the queen bee. The angels are the worker bees, and they kind of make that hive kind of uh, keep functioning and keep everything working and moving. I like that. So, yeah, I love angel raking. Everybody should try it. So, do you have (laughs) special stones that you recommend for people that are trying to kind of increase their vibration to connect more with their angels Mm -hmm. to manifest? What do you recommend for the crystals? So right here in front of me, I'm actually holding, it's called Amphibole. And so Amphibole is, is um, called Angel Quartz. Oh. And so like any kind of quartz, it's a high vibrational stone. So mm-hmm. it's immediately going to kind of be like um, a tuning, kind of like channel, tuning your channels in your own body to really help you get that instant connection. I would say Apophyllite is really good too. You'll usually find it in like tiny little pyramids. Mm-hmm. Such a high vibrational stone that really, you know, if you're finding you're having a hard time taking yourself there to get into that session, stones are such a good way to just start your journey there and just to kind of make that connection happen. Um, I say that they're little, yeah, they're little <laughs> psychic generators. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I love that, yeah. So yeah, Amphibole, I would say Apophyllite is really well too. Angel Aura Quartz, which is a man-made stone. Oh. Um, Angelite is really nice. It's a light blue stone. I've got that, that one. I, I have. love that mm-hmm. one. And it's perfect, especially when you're trying to communicate with angels because light blue is the throat chakra, which is immediately talking about communication, opening up that um, that speaking center to be able to open that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's also, um, it's not such a high vibrational stone where it's a little bit overbearing for sensitive people, especially mm-hmm. our empaths out there. Um, <laughs> it's a really nice intermediary that it's, it's good for everybody, I would say. Um, I would also recommend whenever you're using an angel stone, I would definitely counteract that with a balancing kind of grounding stone, whether that be black tourmaline, whether that be um, red jasper, anything like that. Just because remember, you're raising your vibration very fast and very dramatically. And so you're going to need to ground yourself that whole time. Something to anchor yourself. 100%. Because all the times that I've forgotten to ground myself, (laughs) you are, you know, in the clouds the rest of the day. You're not really able to focus. You're finding that you're not um, thinking straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It can just throw you off track. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself when you're doing this and just make sure you're taking everything into consideration um so i have actually keep that in mind there's a lot of angel communication or activity Mm -hmm. it does exactly what you just said it makes me spacey Mm -hmm. not and i mean here i i talk to the dead all the time Mm -hmm. it's a whole different feeling it's a different i am able to ground and see but when i when i have them speak it literally feels like it's lifting me away like kind of a woozy feeling and i know instantly it's a different kind of energy yeah. it really does kind of take you out of your body yeah. i will say that when you're speaking to spirits of the dead you know loved ones they are in spirit and they are in they're people so, they, but they're yeah. still people and they still have yeah. earthly vibrations <laughs> so that makes it a little bit more accessible right and right. easier yeah. to stay feet on your ground right and it won't drain you so much yeah yeah 
I found that um, I, I kind of got into doing a, quite a bit of hospice Reiki. Mm-hmm. And if I don't ground myself, I, you know, because when you're with someone when they pass, I don't know if this has happened, but I go part way with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until we meet someone and then I come back. And I have a really hard time grounding if I don't have grounding stones in my pocket. Because then I'm like, what's that sensation? I'm like, oh, that's hunger. I mean, I am actually like separated from my like bodily feelings. Yes. And it takes a lot to get back. You'll forget sometimes. to eat. You'll get dizzy because you forgot to drink water yes. afterwards. Yes. yes. And especially when you're doing hospice Reiki, you know, mm. you know, in my experience with people who are hospice nurses, even um, a lot of people who are sensitive, a part of your soul does kind of walk with them when mm-hmm. they do transition from this life to the other one. Right. So you have to acknowledge that a part of your soul kind of went with them. Right. And then you have to call that call back. it back. Yes. yes. You have to tether that baby back. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you don't, it's like then you have the really like the weirdest dreams. Weirdest oh, dreams. Yes. Trouble uh-huh. sleeping, trouble staying asleep. Yeah. Trouble That's driving. That's really funny. You're yeah, right. Yeah. That does happen. Because you're there. A part of you is there and you've got to reel that back in. Mm. I gave this piece of advice. Um, I was just using angel energy and I was just channeling for somebody a couple months ago. And randomly they said to me that if you ever have a hard time calling back your energy, when you're in bed and you're laying down, imagine a, a, you know, a group of crows that wow. they've flown all the way across the country, that they've flown to all different corners of the country. Mm-hmm. When they call back, call them all back to the nest and imagine that you're the nest. So oh, imagine every I single like one that. of them coming back to you. Um, I always work with totem animal, um, animal energy. I thought that I, that's and crows really are crows amazing. Crows are, are the ones that drive off evil spirits mm-hmm. too. So Pro- that's a universal r- protectors, right. magical. Um, yeah, so that's a really good technique yeah. if you have a hard time kind of getting your energy back. I'm gonna remember that one. <laughs> you, do, I, I have to mention this. Um, you're Michelle, you love the turkey vultures? I do. They help me when I do clearing work. So today, go to leave um, the location, which is um, actually she's a cousin, uh, uh, Gina Trelongo's, mm-hmm. her gym. Sarah is going to be working there. Oh, so we go to leave, and we can hear this noise. And we look up, and this other woman's walking. It was like a scene from the birds. There must have been at least 15 of them on the tree over the parking lot. Oh, and my like, goodness. Holy. So-. And they're huge. They are massive birds. Yeah. You see them so if you still saw like one, it would be a big deal. But we were all a little awestruck, wondering what was going to happen next. With all of them <laughs> right there. And, the, and I said to the woman, I said, well, those are turkey vultures. And she said, well, they must know it's going to be Thanksgiving. This is coming in the parking lot. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that that's what it is. But OK, you go get in your car. Yeah, we're not. That's, we don't eat those. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well. But I remember that that was one of your favorite totems. Yeah, because when they show up and I'll be clearing battlefields and I'll have my eyes closed and I'm doing the dowsing and the clearing and then I'll open them and they're flying away from where I am and they're leading me to the next location. And I can say, okay, I'm going to clear and there's not a single bird around the second I start. I go into that place where I douse, boom, they come flying. And my husband's like, there they come. And they'll come right over the ridge. And then they move from place to place. I was doing a clearing once, and there was a lot of stuck energy. And I couldn't find the house. I looked up, and a bunch of turkey vultures were flying. I've never seen that many. And it's with Janet Tangway. Oh. And so she goes, I knew you were coming because the turkey vultures were flying around and they led me to where I needed to be. I've never seen them before. They are humongous birds. A lot of people. I've seen them like in flight, but never like sitting there watching. They look like like a Dr. Seuss. Yeah, they do with that head. The long head. They look like a character. And they don't have feathers on them on their necks because they carry in. But they, they clear energy. So they clear up the, you know literal garbage you know <laughs> decaying things and then they clean up spiritually they're, they're very helpful for that so that's amazing there's probably something that needs to, if if you guys start to get weird energy there let me know and i'll clear it crazy 
So there's always weird energy. So yeah. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere I go. Um, so explain to us then, Jake, about when we're we're going to be calling in our our angels mm-hmm. to assist us. What is the difference between guardian angels mm. using our guardian angels? I get asked this all the time, and I I kind of like skip through it. And archangels. So archangels are so guardian guardian angels and archangels are two different branches right. uh, on the whole you know orchestra of angels. Oh, so like guardian that. angels are angels that were when we this is a little woo woo, but to my understanding and my experience, mm-hmm. before we were birthed in this life, we kind of wrote a contract with our spirit guides, with our loved ones that kind of already passed, with our ancestors, and they already agreed to oversee our path to help us on our journey yes. to drop by little intuitions and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Guardian angels are angels that directly oversee. It's kind of like um, what's that? Uh, was John Travolta movie? Oh yeah, um, uh, Michael. It was Michael, wasn't it? When I'll he was the that. angel. <laughs> well, no, it was. It was Michael. The name of the movie was Michael. We should probably Google it. But it was, yeah. Michael. It was Michael. He was very sexy in that, by the way. What? Yes, he was. And everybody, everybody's like, what? Everybody in the room just died. No. He was very handsome in that John Travolta in that. Movie. Is that the one where he's eating oranges, or is that the one with Nicolas Cage? I don't remember. Oh, I think that's Nicolas Cage. And that that's The Watchers. Yes, yes. That's I love right. that one. Such a good one. To our listeners, it's okay if your angels aren't handsome and sexy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Katie's always are. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, so back to your question. So archangels are direct kind of, um, let's say, fingers of God, okay. if you want to say that. They're okay. direct. Um, fingers on the hand of God. Okay, yes, I like that. They are all, if we want to say that God's a diamond or the universe is a diamond, then mm-hmm. all of the archangels are facets of that diamond. Okay. Um, so your guardian angels are a team of angels that are specifically for you catered on this journey. Archangels are omnipresent beings that are for everybody, that's accessible for everybody. You know, your guardian angels aren't going to be the same as my guardian angels. <laughs> um, and then just so on and so forth, you know. So archangels have different kind of um, personalities and they have different specialties. So like like the easy ones. So Michael, universal clearer of energy, the cutting of those cords, really good for clearer intentions. Mm. Um, and then if you want to say, you know, uh, Ariel. Ariel is the angel of earth. You know, she rules over animals, nature. She's also the angel of um, courage. So she's a really good one. If you find that you're a little bit more introverted or you need to really kind of um, culminate your energy. Oh, I need that. I'm so sure. (laughs) so funny. (laughs) Um, Or if you want to say like Gabriel, Gabriel's like the messenger of earth. So he's really good for communication. If you want to kind of um, pick up the energy a little bit and stop procrastinating, Gabriel's a really good one. and then Camille, if you want to invite some love, some romance into your life. And um, you're looking at me. <laughs> yes, yes, I <laughs> we all look at Katie. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so guardian angels are really just the one. Guardian angels are the ones that, like, if you feel like you're having, like, psychic impressions, guardian angels are kind of like your little bridge between you and your higher self, okay. you and spirits. Um, but archangels are omnipresent, and you can always call on them for, like, mm. specific uses. So what's a daily practice of uh, if, to connect with our angels i have told clients especially if they're going if if they really feel like their angels like it resonates with them Mm -hmm. um i've told them to when they pick out a guardian or excuse me not a guardian um archangel to pick out like the prayer Mm -hmm. and then post it and say it every day Mm -hmm. so you know have it up on your mirror and it might change in a month or two because your need is different Mm -hmm. but that you have that and it's like your focus and as you said you have to invite them in Mm -hmm. so what do you do on a daily practice to help yourself and that our listeners could benefit from to learn how to do that for themselves 
I would say that it's a little bit different on a day to day basis. So I guess okay. I guess it's um it's kind of like you cocktail things to see what's right for you. <laughs> I totally day. appreciate that. I, I I agree with that because as the energy shifts, as everybody was talking about, with the new moon coming up, we need different things. Um, yeah. on the twenty sixth, um, <laughs> and with Mercury finally going direct, the energy was really like weird over the weekend. It was kind of like. We were back on track, but it felt like you were still missing a step with everything. Mm -hmm. So I would say that how I do certain things on that day for my clients, I would alter it Mm -hmm. because my energy feels different. Right. So I would say like if you're having a hard time, if you already know that your energy is a little bit wonky that day, so you're going to have a hard time staying mindful and attentive on what you're trying to manifest. (laughs) I would even say, you know, if you want to write down on a piece of paper your intention, fold it up in your pocket and just kind of open it up during the day. Or you can write it in your notes, screenshot it, put that as your background. So every time you unpack your phone, that's a really good idea. Oh, that's killer. Right. Instead of my yes. little nebula. That I have on I know, my you're killing it. <laughs> killing it. I love that suggestion. Um, also, another really good way if you want to just um, kind of make that connection in the morning time or whatever time do you wake up if you're on the night shift or whatever. Um, so just close your eyes for a minute, breathe in those plus signs, exhale those minus signs, and then imagine a cord coming down from the sky, heaven, whatever it is for you, and then imagine it bridging right to your forehead, coming mm. right into the crown, right to the third eye, and all the way down your energy center. Um, that's a really good way to kind of just make that instant tethered connection and just stay mindful of that. Keep imagining that cord throughout the day because there's really, we all come from the same source so there's yeah. nothing separating you from any from you mm-hmm. and angels you and loved ones you and your higher self we are all the same the only thing that separates us is our personalities our backgrounds and our egos yeah oh, yeah so i on days that i feel really low energy i imagine a giant like extension cord coming down <laughs> and just plugging right into the top of my head mm-hmm. and i, I it, it's an immediate it just everything that's stressing me out just falls away because mm-hmm. it's just such a big charge and what I do every morning with angels, I ask them to bless my thoughts, my words, and my actions, please <laughs> and thank you. Just because I never know. I remember during one point in my life um, where I was real, I was trying to be too specific mm-hmm. with my prayers and my my manifestations, and I was doing a little magic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was man, I was trying to manifest specific things, and maybe with a certain person. And, and I love that you said that at one point. I just had this epiphany. It's like, or something better. Mm-hmm. Everything shifted the next day. Mm-hmm. Everything shifted. So, I love that. And it, it was like it was just like a light switch going on. Like, oh, I've been asking for something I don't. That's not right for me. Right. Something that I think I that I need, but it's just something that I want. I don't need that because mm-hmm. I think. Don't you think angels have such a better perspective? Because it's like going up in an airplane and looking down. It's like, oh, it looks different from up here. We think we know what we need. Yes. But we don't necessarily always know that. Yeah. So the angels are always around us. That's why every time I do readings for people, they're like, oh, my God, how did my angels know that? Well, because they're always around (laughs) you, love bug. Um, They're they're a really nice third party objective opinion. Right. It's kind of like when you like do mediumships for, um, for people and they're like, well, ask my Aunt Harry, you know what her opinion is on this new um, lover of mine or something. And I always say to people, if you wouldn't take um, advi- love advice from your Aunt Sally, then don't ask her in death either. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> that is so true. But you know what? That points out a really good thing because I, I talk in, when I teach my class, I talk about the, kind of the difference between um, spirit guides and your angels. Mm-hmm. Because spirit guides were at one time human mm-hmm. and they walk the earth they have a little bit more like of that like oh god no don't go with that don't mm-hmm. do that where <laughs> your angels are kind of be like like you're gonna have to make this up for yourself you're gonna have to figure this out on your own mm-hmm. and you'd like it to be all black and white 
um, and even with your spirit guides, it, it isn't so much like that, but they'll almost give you their feeling of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. maybe they would have objected to or what they would have wanted in their lifetime. And they are they do have your best interest, but I think angels are better about being um, connected to the free will mm-hmm. and yes. and more objective, like having that higher purpose that saying, well, that might be your life lesson. Oh, yeah. You can almost feel that. Like, yes. I gotta like, make oh, a come on, really? Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> they'll, never right? tell you, they'll never tell you a strong yes or no. All yes. they will do is offer you multiple pathways, and they will give you an insight onto all those different pathways. You know, So if you're asking for a piece of advice or you're saying, you know, is this relationship going to work out with me? All the angels can do for you is kind of look forward in the timeline for your life, and they can just offer you the different storylines. Show lines. you a glimpse, yeah. Right, exactly. they're not interfering. It's kind of like, um, uh, what is it, a Christmas story? No. The, the a Wonderful Life? Uh, Christmas Carol is that the one where the spirit of Christmas past blah 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 blah. That's kind of what they That's can do for you. You know, they can kind no. of a Christmas Carol. Oh, is it a Christmas? Yeah. Carol? Oh, gosh, um, I got a Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I get those two one. mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. They can just offer you insight into you know if you make this decision, this is the projected outcome. You know, oh, rather than saying okay. a definite yes or no for you because it's again okay. law of free will, so they really can't make your decisions for you. Yeah. That's what I've, I have really felt the difference when I have felt a difference. That's what it is, Mm -hmm. is that it's that the spirit guides were human and they're kind of giving me that human influence. Like you said, if you ask your aunt Sally, you know, she's probably still sitting there smoking her palm off. He's an asshole. You know, he's garbage, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your angel wouldn't do that. They, you know, kind of just say, you're the one that's going to make the decision. Mm -hmm. But this is how it would feel if you do yeah, this or do exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think you've ever had intervention, angelic intervention? Because I, I know I've spoke spoken to some people that, like you were saying earlier on, it's like I didn't believe in angels until my car went off a bridge into the river and I was drowning, and suddenly an angel, mm-hmm. a real angel, came and lifted me out and put me on shore, mm-hmm. and I never believed, and it was huge. <laughs> it was a giant angel, and it changes people's lives. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've had interactions with angels mm-hmm. who were in showing themselves in human form. And I was just wondering if you've had any experiences like that yourself. Oh, yeah, okay, wait a minute. So uh, just a second. You've seen them in human form where you know that it was like they worked through, um, you know, D. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> because he's so damn angelic. Um, through like somebody like him to like come in and Almost like a walk-in, yeah. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yes. Okay. Right off the bat, I don't know if I can specifically think of a certain time, you know, where an angel stopped me and said, don't take that turn down that road because, you know, it's blocked for a mile down. Um, I've always just been super blessed to have always been able to see and communicate with the angels. You're natural. So, <laughs> oh, he <laughs> totally is. Yeah. So I love hearing people's experiences where they're saying, you know, I met, the, I had this experience with this angel and that's when I knew. I just did a reading a couple of weeks ago for, for a man who is not really in this world at all. He's, you know, a very day-to-day life man, works his nine to five. Work-a-day um, guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he told me, he was like, I know that I met an angel on two separate occasions oh. and that saved my life. Oh, and that. it gave me chills because I knew exactly where he was coming from and I, I could I could feel it you know it was like I was in the room with him right um so when my angels kind of um when they kind of do their intervention processes it's kind of like they come in the form of music they'll come in the form mm. of um stand-up comedy actually <laughs> stand-up comedy all the time I can't oh tell you gosh. how many times I've been listening to Monique like a stand-up special and she'll just like say something and it'll and it'll just completely resonate or you'll be having a conversation with somebody and then all of a sudden something very weird in the sentence very comes weird out of in their the mouth, conversation yeah. 
that speaks directly to you and whatever you're going through at that moment. In this last year, I have had more of that than mm-hmm. I ever have had before where, you know, I, I go, I do my meditations mm-hmm. and I go to my sessions to, you know, to read for people, mm-hmm. but I might have a worry on my mind whether it has to do with, you know, my, my own personal love life or my mm-hmm. kids. And the person will come in and will have the exact same scenario. It's amazing and, when that And happens. almost like gone off the deep end. And I thought, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that could have been you, sister. So <laughs> thanks so much for the clarity on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, so, yes, I, I think that that's, I think they do do that where you hear it. Mm-hmm. Or you'll all of a sudden meet somebody with a similar storyline to you. And then they have like, they can offer you the medicine for your situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so a many times situation. I'll do readings for people and then they'll I'll be reading them on a situation that I've went through before. Or let's say they're going through a personal roadblock that I might be currently experiencing too. And then it's like through that channeling process, the advice that I give to them, I can almost feel it in my gut that it's meant for me too. Yeah. yeah. The and angels are really like, um, they want to get their bang for their buck. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, mul- they, they multitask. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, that's probably off, why you yeah. were brought together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole path, the journey of that. So you could like, almost facilitate for one another there's no coincidence don't you think in in most well maybe not most but very often during readings and in sessions that you have with people there's something that is meant for you as well i really do feel like and not that i not that i do it to get something but it's amazing when stuff comes through and sometimes when i'm doing clearing work there'll be like an easter egg that the person says and like six months or a year down the road it comes to fruition Mm mm-hmm and like I, I cleared a a person who uh, the, the child had reincarnated from the um, Oklahoma City bombing, mm. and an angel spoke through that child to her mother because the mother's like she said, you know, I said don't tell her that this is what I see. And um, after the clearing, the little girl woke up and said, you know, you're my real mommy, but I have another mommy who's still alive. I died when a bad bad man blew up the building, and this is after I had the day after I had cleared her. Then she goes, but you know, there's a chair with my name on it. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. The angels gave that Easter egg to me because we were watching television six months down the road from that. And it was the, the I forgot, the anniversary of that bombing. And the memorials are chairs with the people's names yep. on them. Mm-hmm. And I literally fell off the couch. I couldn't believe that. And that's angel. You know, that's an angel thank you. And that's, you're not crazy. Keep doing the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So 100%. I think they, they, you know, they help to kind of like give us breadcrumbs to keep us moving going forward and that just kind of speaks to like the lesson the message of that 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 i always get from the angels which is like be patient timing is is very tricky because we always want to whenever we're manifesting something we always already set a deadline for ourselves yeah we do interesting isn't that true exactly because it's it's if it doesn't happen by then, God damn it! I'm in our linear time frames. Yes, right, right. And then when we and, the, and if we say, oh, by December I wanted to really close on that house, and then if December comes and you didn't close on that house, you're kicking yourself because you think that you, you didn't did do anything wrong. right. Yeah. Exactly. So I always tell people get rid of that timeline that you set up for yourself. As long as you are actively doing stuff, stuff in that waiting process. Active waiting is a very tricky phrase, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's making sure that you're being productive and that you're putting 110 percent into everything you're doing to manifest this. But be open it can happen today tomorrow next year and don't be obsessive (laughs) exactly it's going to happen when it's right for you and not when you think it's right right i just ran had that experience with a client that i'd given advice to i ran into her in the bank and 
she wanted a house. They sold their house, and she was, I need to find a house to move into. And I told her to wait, the right house. There's still people in it. You can't have it yet. She's moving in with her grandmother, and her grandmother's having some issues. So it's going to be time spent with her grandmother that she wouldn't normally have. So that's the, the little secret blessing in that. Mm-hmm. So right. It's, it's just an, <laughs> an opportunity. On. Right. Do you have certain locations that people seem to connect more with their mm, angels? Good question. Like Sedona. Or um, the going, springs in Saratoga. Springs in Saratoga, or the like the the Peace Pagoda. Oh yeah. Um, one of those locations. Do you have a spot that either you go to or that you know that people? Like I have to say, I know that there's a bunch of people. Shout out to Price Chopper that keep saying that they see their loved ones in Price Chopper, oh, and so like, they cool. go down the aisle and they see them. I, Dee Which Price looking Chopper? at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> All over. It seems like it's really it's, yes, and I, I never hear about it at Hannaford. Oh, she's like it's followed by um, strange yeah. men in Price Chopper every time I'm. Price shopper, I get some stalker, dude. I'm serious. Please. Exactly. Whatever, girl. Um, but they say they'll say that they see like the one story. This is actually kind of interesting. But there was a woman that um, was missing her mother. It was around the holidays, and she went to Price Chopper to get ready for. It was either Thanksgiving or it was Christmas. Excuse me. And she went in the store, and this elderly woman who actually reminded her of her mother, came up to her and asked her for help to find something, to get something. So she helps her. And, like, they kind of keep meeting up throughout the market. You know, how you keep doing that. You run into the same people over and over again. And um, as they went to check out, you know, she said goodbye to the woman. And as she's walking out, the woman is coming back from the parking lot towards her. And she said, come here, I have something for you. And she went, no, no, I don't need anything. And she said, no, please come here. I have something. Now, normally I would never say go to somebody's car or, you know, go (laughs) with a stranger. (laughs) And so she walked over to this older woman's car who, as as I said, reminded her of her mother. And she said, this is a gift for you. And it was a wrapped gift. And she gave it to to my client. And um, my client got in her car and it was an angel. Oh, my God. It was like a statue of an angel. And she knew it was from, she just just goes, I knew it was from my mom. That it was her like interceding to let me know that she would be there for the holidays. And um, even though, you know, she was heartbroken over the loss of her mother, that this woman was there, that we have that all the time. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying go to all the price shoppers (laughs) and that's where you're going to find your angels or your, your loved ones. But... Do you have a place that you feel more in tune with or that you recommend for clients to go to? Um, specific places, not necessarily. Um, I mean, of course, there's the Peace Pagoda, mm-hmm. any any church. Uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. a cliche answer, any church. I would say the most practical one that I've always found in the um, Archangel Jophiel always tells me that it's nature. Anywhere mm-hmm. that's nature, mm-hmm. it's, it, whether that be a state park, whether that be the walking trail behind your house, yeah. um, uh, anywhere that is a waterfall water, even, yeah. anywhere that's in nature or that's um, some kind of isolation from you know the hustle and bustle in life. All of the people that I've read for that I've given this piece of information to, they've always messaged me like a couple weeks later and said, oh my God, I just had the most powerful meditation there. Or I was just walking and I could have sworn I heard a voice. I could have mm. sworn I heard somebody call out to me or call my name. It's always nature that's like, it's just the instant connection. There's no negative energies. Well, I mean, some of the haunted places, but um, <laughs> nature is just such a high vibrational place because it's just, it's mother nature. It's connected to the source. So it's anywhere that brings you right back to where you come from. You know? yeah. yeah, we spend so much time inside in, fr- in front of electronics just to get outside. And I know it's goofy, but I have a big tree I like to hug and that grounds me immediately. It takes away all the ick. I tell so many people, you know, get more indoor plants. 
bring yes. if you mm, bring can't outside go outside in. if you can't go into nature if that's not physically accessible for you bring more plants indoors get the easy ones that just stay alive yeah. no matter what spider plants it, <laughs> spider plants well i've told families that have kids that seem to be connecting either with with spirit um, or our healers mm-hmm. that to have an inside garden. So mm-hmm. something they can put their hands in the dirt yeah. all through the winter. And now, I, now of course, I understand, understand like those Zen, the Zen gardens, the, 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 the sand, yeah. the rake, mm-hmm. because you're, you're connecting with nature, even if it's in that small um, space mm-hmm. for yourself. Well, whether get it's that a great, city dwelling or whatever. That mm-hmm. kinetic sand for kids, too. You can make anything and the sand sticks together. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a complete mess yeah, in the house. Yeah, it sticks in your um, vacuum also. So Does it? N- yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea to let your kid play with that and get it all over the house and go, don't worry about it. Oh, no. I'll vacuum it up. And then you bust it. Need a new vacuum. Anyways. <laughs> that's just, a, I don't, you know, just on the side. So the other parts of this, is there anything dietary that Ooh. you would recommend for people trying to raise their vibration or connect more. I know for myself, prior to readings, I do not um, eat a heavy meal, Mm -hmm. if anything at all. I Obviously, I stay away from a lot of things that are processed foods. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you have something specific? Um, That's actually really funny because in the class we were just talking about... um at downtown Troy, we were talking about um, the dietary habits that we that a lot of people have, and for sensitive people especially, <clears throat> sometimes looking at the meat that you were eating, if it's you know packaged from Price Chopper, you know those are animals that are locked in cages that are just right. horrific conditions. I always tell people that if you know that you're physically sensitive to the energy of the food that you're eating, you know go see your local butcher, go mm-hmm. see where they're getting their meat from, so outsource that, find or you know, become local a business. vegan if that's you if that becomes too overwhelming for you. Right. Right? Exactly. I think it all comes down to it really it's a personal thing for everybody so Mm -hmm. it's finding you know how you are um, with your sensitivity I would definitely say for most people sugar is a really hard thing huge for me if you're uh, if you're big into kind of researching like the pineal gland if you want like a biological aspect in this sugar is a long time thing talking about how that calcifies the pineal gland which is that kind of connection to your psychic source Um, so sugar caffeine isn't really so good for you and I know I I live on it (laughs) (laughs) sorry so sorry caffeine isn't so great I've always heard that if you have a hard time with sugar though dark chocolate is actually a really good way um, yes. to connect. Yes. It's, it's, it's very angelic, I think. I <laughs> it's think so, so too. amazing. It's very luxurious to eat. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, it's always equated with luxury. It's always equated with relaxation. We know if you go to a spa, they have dark chocolate there. Um, and it's also really a lot better for you than a Hershey's, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, you have like a session, like a past life regression with, with Elizabeth Hathaway. It's one of the first things she gives you when you come out of your session mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. she gives you dark chocolate, mm-hmm. which, you know, even though you're only supposed to eat a little, I eat the whole entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's I, I do think you're you're right with that years ago my mother got me a, a book from like a garage sale and I think it was written in like either the late 60s early 70s and it talked about how people doing psychic work or meditation would um, kind of do the fasting oh. and and it, when they did eat or drink prior it was things like just water and it was purified hmm. water and um, if you were going to eat, have things that were like fish that were really, really light mm-hmm. um, or something that was more vegan based. And I can understand the premise of it because yeah. the more weighted down you are, the higher it is to go into your head. Mm-hmm. The harder it is to float. Right. You can't if, you, if your stomach is too, too full, you can't get it in your head. And for years prior, they would say that psychics would gain weight 
when they started doing this work because the second we would get into our mode, we would almost need to eat like immediately after. And I know that when I was first starting, like really getting into this, I would be ravenous Mm -hmm. after doing um, deep meditations or readings, and the first thing you'd want to go for is that sugar Carbs. carb, mm-hmm. because I, I guess <laughs> it muffin. does. It's part of the the yeah. grounding. But if you learn how to work around that, mm-hmm. it you're not you know you don't succumb to it. You're not so um, uh, like enslaved to it after a while. You just kind of go, oh, now I know what's happening inside mm-hmm. my body. You kind of have to know. Yeah. But I didn't know if there was something different. Um, it sounds like it's pretty much the same. And when I first started doing readings, I'd be done. And especially, like, I get the psychic hangover if I did a ton of readings. I would eat brown sugar out of the container. So I had to really stu- – I know. And I would never do that otherwise. I had to really watch it because I would crave it immediately. Yeah. So then, like, it's, this is they, not good. They <laughs> so. they say that about almost all of them, that they, they – that's the first thing. And at first I was like, piss shaw. And I'm telling you, wow. I would be – I never heard was, that. And it's so true. It's so true. Like, if there was if there was vegetables and cookies, <sighs> you immediately – not just because of how like, – you would immediately go for that because you needed the sugar. Mm. Like, crave the sugar. Mm. And you'd be shaky after. Well, you all you go for the sugar because your body knows sugar is um, kind of like caffeine. It is a drug, and it does make you, on a biological level, make you feel better. It does promote happy feelings. So people will always <laughs> go for a cookie because it does kind of make you, for a split second, you know, only for about 30 minute minutes, make you lips, feel better. in the hips. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, fruits and vegetables. I'm not a vegetable person, but it is the truth. Fruits, vegetables, things that aren't processed, things that are handmade, um, homemade at home, you know, things mm. that you are physically putting together, mm-hmm. that you're putting your energy into, that energy comes mm-hmm. back to you you know like we that. are that old saying you are what you eat is so cliche but it's so true yeah, mm-hmm. it is, so yeah. if you're using processed food or if you're eating big heavy meals too it's kind of like when you go to the buffet you eat all Ugh. the food and then you come home and you're immediately asleep if you're eating huge <laughs> meals and then trying to do this work you don't even have enough physical energy because your body's using all of your energy to digest Agreed. things you know you're too so you're, you're too that. grounded 100 percent. the when i do the the bigger shows mm-hmm. um and i have actually said on facebook and and to my crew my handlers i am so hyped up and so i don't a lot of times i don't sleep and i definitely don't eat i'm mm-hmm. i'm like running on like energy for mm-hmm. days leading up and then once the show is over i'm like who's in the car for donuts because <laughs> i gotta get like a glazed donut like asap so now the girls will bring when they're doing my hair and makeup and it's in between shows they're like i brought you a snickers oh, to, oh yeah, like snickers so because they know like i just i'm craving the sugar and it's you know those are bigger shows but that's the only time that i do stuff like that I started substituting instead of eating directly after doing healing work or do, after doing readings, I drink an herbal tea. No sugar mm. into it, whether that's chamomile, whether that's even green tea with a little bit of caffeine into it. Herbal tea, for some reason, when you get you know those herbs into your body, those are earthly vibrations, like which mm-hmm. kind of mute that high vibration that you were just coming right off like of. like that too. And to it does that. kind of give you a little bit of a mellowing out time. And then you can talk about what kind of food you want to be eating <laughs> instead of just reaching for it and be like, I need something. Yeah, I don't now. And that's <laughs> other than the, yeah. for the shows, but I don't eat like a Immediately after, because I think I did do a lot of that energy Engine. eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what you could call it—is energy work eating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like but, shopping at the grocery store when you're starving. Right, it's not a yes. good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, with this, um, do you do anything that you are? Are you a person that sees your angels while you're dreaming, and do you program prior to your mm. sleep for that? 
So I gotta say that I don't often remember my dreams. Mm. I, I the wow. only dreams I ever remember are like the scary ones, oh, no. um, which have nothing to do with angels. Um, so yeah, you can't find that one shoe. Yeah, and, and you gotta go do a test paper. And uh-huh. that's, that's the nightmare. Um, so I always I always go to bed holding a stone, keeping one under the pillowcase, um, angelite, amethyst, anything like that. Um, just because I don't remember my dreams. But if okay. you are somebody that has very vivid dreams and you find that you work primarily in your dreams, then yeah, write something, write an intention. Put it under your pillow. Keep a crystal under your pillow. Say something to you over and over again, kind of as a mantra until you fall asleep. Change your vibration and change your subconscious. It's kind of like um the idea of lucid dreaming. You know, right, when you right. kind of program something that if you look into the room, you know you're dreaming. You yes, know, yeah. Have yes. a little sign for yourself when you are dreaming, just to know that, okay, I'm here and these are my angels. And then you can start to have an active communication. A lot of people like see that. loved ones in spirit, a lot of people will see angels too. Um and a lot of people that do astral projecting mm-hmm. specifically say yeah. that they see their angels or that they can go to that plane mm-hmm. um, and and kind of converse with them or work with them as well as family and loved ones. But that's, yeah, I forgot about that, mm-hmm. that they do. They go to that plane mm-hmm. and, and work with them. That's a, it's a, have you seen that? Have you, when you've done meditations, have you ever been to that? I don't, when I'm meditating, I don't think I've ever astral projected. I've done it unintentionally. When, especially when I'm working on police cases, for whatever reason, oh, it must wow. trigger it that, I, and I feel like all night long I'm working. Right. So I, you wake up if I've been out in yeah. the woods mm-hmm. and walking the railroad tracks, as soon as I go to sleep, I'm walking. You're back there. I'm back in the woods, and I for, I shouldn't say forget about it, but I don't think about it, and I come home and I get busy and I go to sleep, and then that night it's like oh, and you continue yeah. working. I keep, yeah. and I literally will wake up in the morning. I'll think, oh my god, I feel like I haven't slept all night, and it was did. that I was yeah. working. The whole night. Interesting was one time working on one of the cases, I walked into a room and there was another psychic there who had also been working on the case. Mm-hmm. And it was trippy. We talked to each other and we saw all these different things. I saw all these different things. The next day I was able to contact her and she had dreamt about me. Oh so my gosh. It was, so we actually had, like, I actually had proof or validation that we had met up. Um, That's and some of the things that she was coworker. seeing, it was the yeah. same, but like a different perspective. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, it was that's I was kind of wondering if you go and talk to them or go to another plane. But if you're not remembering, you're probably getting that restful sleep. Yeah, especially just because I do this so often now. As you know, this is yes. this is a full time job. You for don't me need now. to do it when you, you know, sleep. When I here sleep, all the time. <laughs> it's focusing on just a peaceful night's sleep. You know, mm. you really need that, especially when you're doing right. a lot of energy work. If you're a Reiki master, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of healing, I need my sleep. You do so need your badly. sleep. It's it, you owe it to yourself. That's self care. That's self care one one for any healer. And I have to say, I'm not working tonight because if I if I don't say that, the next oh, thing you know, yes, it's like I'm, I'm I'll give myself one night this week where I work, and it can't be this night because I. I gotta get up early so i had to program that in mm-hmm. that Absolutely. actually stopped me when i was younger i used to have this funny thing that happened to me like all throughout elementary school i would have a dream and it would be the most mundane dream i would have a whole day that i would just live i would go to class i would mm-hmm. hang out with my friends and then i would wake up and that whole day happened Oh, so you were having the, right, the premonition, the deja yes. vu dreams. And right. so thankfully I was like, okay, this has to stop. I need to sleep. I need a couple surprises in my day. I don't need the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> my son has that. This guy here, he dreams. He'll have the dream, then he'll have the day. And he knows exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I used to, so, when I was much younger, I used to do that. And I almost think it was because I wasn't actively being psychic. So it had to, during the waking time. So while I was asleep, it had to manifest it had that to have way. Your outlet. Mm-hmm. 
And so I find that now with a lot of tweeners yeah. that they seem to, because their lives are so busy when they're awake yeah. that their minds can't be doing like, and that one's no good. And this is what's going to happen with your grandmother. They can't be reading everybody. No, no. <laughs> they have to get through much. their day-to-day life. And I think that's where it would come out was in the dreams mm-hmm. that I'd see everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so most of my uh, meeting with the angels is during my meditations. Um, I'm also blessed with the ability to be able to see my angels, kind of like the way that I see you and Michelle. Oh, cool! Um, so it's really cool to you know in a reading during a reading with somebody on a one on one. So are you saying we look angelic? Yes. <laughs> Do you see our angels now? Yeah. Of course. Everybody <laughs> really? has everybody has a full team of angels behind them. I would say for you, you have Haniel with you right behind you directly. Really? Yes. Ooh. And then you've got Michael very strongly behind you. But I would also say the Metatrons because I'm into caps. <laughs> Oh Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so you've got Michael and you've got Metatron behind you. Oh, yes. Um, Metatron isn't he an angel that was a human? Isn't wasn't he? No, it does sound like a transformer, <laughs> but it's the one that works on psychic ability. Yes, right, I, was it Metatron and Gabriel who had physical <sighs> manifestations? I, yeah, um, one was. Oh gosh, Enoch. The, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't Enoch become Metatron, I think? See, that's where you lose me. So this is the funny thing about me. I work with angels. I'm a third certified angel therapist, but I didn't, um, I wasn't really raised strictly uh, Catholic, Christian, oh, yeah, anything yeah. like that. So my experience with angels is just my personal relationship that I've developed over the years. Which I like. That's, it's pure. So do those, what, okay, so you just, you just shouted out to who's working with us. Uh-huh. Hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Who's D. Scott have? <laughs> um, when I was a little girl, my father used to put me to bed and every night, I'd go good night, mm-hmm. and wave behind me, and he'd go, "What are you doing, Katie?" I go, "I'm saying good night to my angels." Night. It was probably adorbs, but um, <laughs> and probably creepy. But so, will they change as my like as my life is changing? Do they change, or do they? Is mm-hmm. that pretty much your prominent ones? Uh, nope. So the angels that work with you, it, with the exception of um, with uh, guardian, guardian angels, angels. they're okay. always consistent. Um, sometimes they'll kind of switch each other out, kind of like in basketball. You know, they'll yeah. you know, you know. It's your turn. I'm tired. Yeah. But when it comes to like archangels that want to work with you, they'll come for you with periods in periods of your life when you need certain things um, or when you're trying to learn certain lessons or when you're actively working on a certain topic that they relate to. Um, so they will always change out. Um, just, again, cocktailing to your specific needs spiritually. Um, well, and you, you mentioned more than once that Michael helps with cord cutting. Mm-hmm. And I will say personally this past year, mm. I've done a lot of that mm-hmm. from the past and, and trying to make my life a lot more clear for my personal life. So I, I would agree that if I'm going to have one, that would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, final thoughts for the listeners mm-hmm. on things that you want us, whether it has to do with using like the Oracle cards. Mm-hmm. Um, or things to help us build up, you know, our, our, even, even the time of year, is there a certain time of year that's better? Like um, new mooning as compared to full mooning or, you know, solstices, right, all, that all that kind of stuff. The thing about the angels is that they go way beyond our physical life. They go way behind time and space. So they okay. exist in every they time. They barely notice our Every our season. Stuff, it, really. Because they've never had a human life, so they don't know what a season is. They don't know what summer, winter is. I mean, they know through our framework, mm-hmm. but they don't, that doesn't hinder them at all. You know, some people, when they do manifestation, they say wintertime is not a good time because everything kind of freezes. So that's a really good time to kind of focus on your intention, you know, and then wait for the spring for 
for it to kind of pop up for the you. Bra, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would really say that it's kind of up to you. It's where you sit with yourself energetically. Some people it's the morning, some people it's the night. Some people they find themselves very in tune during the summer and then not during the winter. But in my perspective, <laughs> I'm very opposite. When it's the winter time, I get nice and introspective and I get mm-hmm. really same I here. really within and it's just Absolutely. super easy to connect for some reason. I love winter. I just yes. told somebody they were um it was a, a gentleman yesterday. He said the snow is very he lived in Mariahville and mm. it was snowing like crazy and he said the snow is very significant for me I always seem to have psychic things when it snows mm. and I said well you know one of the premises or one of the ideas is when the earth goes quiet mm. we do go inward and we're supposed to be more intuitive mm. and thoughtful so you will get but we always say that you'll have more hauntings or you'll have more things happen Visits, psychically yeah. with water mm-hmm. well snow is water, snow is water. so mm-hmm. if it's everywhere water. you know obviously you're going to have that so I, I agree with what you're saying. I have always felt that I get stronger impressions during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so me too. What else? What else would you share with us? So I would really encourage everybody to uh, try all of the avenues. If cards is something that you're called to, try that. If you find that music is something that connects you, go ahead and try that. And just know that you that these are all, as Vicky, as our dear friend Vicky says, spices <laughs> in the spice rack, tools Ooh, in the toolbox. I love that. You're going to use one thing one day and you're going to use another thing another day. Right. It will always change out. And so don't feel guilty and don't feel bad on yourself if one thing's not working for you. Yeah. This is a personal journey. Nobody's doing it any wrong way. You know, the it's so important to say that because so many people are taught, oh, you have to do it this way or not. Then you get a person saying, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Just do it a different way. Any so effort that different. you take to communicate with your angels is going to work for you. Your angels are always listening. So whether that's thinking in your head, saying something out loud, writing down an intention, you are always connected to your angels. The only thing that's stopping you is your own ego. That's it. You are so connected to every single one of them and they just please know that. Oh. So. Do you douse? Do you do any kind of pendulum work as you're working with the angels? I know Michelle does. I do, yeah. Um, and but do you do the the dowsing, like to call them in or? Uh, no, I literally will. I will just walk into a room and I'll say a little prayer to myself and I'll just say, um, I just invite all of the angels, all of their guardian angels, all of their spirits and you know loved ones and spirit. I really just open that door and I allow them to come in organically. I don't. I try not to force the process and I don't really. There's you know. I don't use anything to kind of make that happen for myself. It's, it's like turning on a faucet for you. It sounds wonderful. And that's because just for your me sweetie is here, because your sweetheart is here, living with somebody that does this kind of work, I'm going to swing my mic over. Have you had an experience of, of while he's doing work, of seeing or feeling oh, yeah, anything? Good question. Oh, well, definitely. Um, <laughs> cool. I remember one time I like woke up in the middle of the night to like, you know, go to the bathroom and. It was like something standing there and just glowing and Aww. just like so out of this world. Mm-hmm. And it kind of freaked me out because it was my first time like ever experiencing that. <laughs> I mean, it was so I screamed and I was shaking and I was like crying and Jake was like, it's okay, calm down, like you're safe, everything's okay. And I'm like, okay, okay, good. <laughs> but I mean, almost every time we're together, there's noises and shadows and there's so much going on yeah. that sister shook anymore I'm not <laughs> sister, no I you know I've definitely come to a different place where I'm like okay angel I'm shenanigans safe. yes I'm not I'm not in any like sort of bad in danger in danger yeah I'm okay yeah had you had any previous experience with that before meeting Jake um yes Oh, so my father passed away when I was about eight years old, and um, he lived in Arizona, so we had to fly there, and um, 
I was in the airport in like Chicago, like the big, big airport. Yeah, okay. And I would see him going, like staring at me from down the hallway. And oh, I would cool. go, and I would go down the hallway. And by the time I reached where he was, I would turn and he'd be down the other hallway. So then I would go and mm. I would, and it was probably like four or five turns that I took to s- seeing my father. And that's really a big, I didn't realize it was, a, it was an experience until I met Jake and told him about it. And he was like, oh no, that was him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I was crazy. No. No. Um, what you just described is transfiguration mm-hmm. and they use airports as probably their favorite um, or fairgrounds or malls or there's lots of people you know energy. supermarkets yeah. and where there's a lot of people right and they and they <laughs> get you pumped they have a lot of juice you know a lot of physical energy and they put their image over somebody else mm-hmm. so that you know that they're there they're traveling with you they're they're your companion because you are probably thinking of them as you're making these trips um, but I've had more than one person say that you know they were on their way to the Bahamas and they turned around and they saw their father mm-hmm. walking yeah. towards them in the airport and then when they looked back it was somebody completely of a different shape um, but they could have sworn it was him they could have sworn it was him but yeah so I just wanted to know what it was like to live with Jake <laughs> it's definitely very interesting and eye opening I would say that yeah, it's very eye opening and humbling oh. <laughs> and do you guys have critters living with you do you have pets um, yep, I have my sweet, sweet old man Sam. He he's my um, uh, German Shepherd Terrier. Ooh, he German Shepherd. He kind of looks people. like Benji, if you Aww. want, kind of like a frame of reference. So he's a little <laughs> handsome one, and he always sees it. Poor him, because he always sees the spirits in my house. I was gonna say, are they tied into the energies in your house? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah he'll yeah. always like bark at something random, or you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do any other animals? Uh, nope. No, well, well, the spirit of my cat, my cat patches. She sticks Aww. around in the house. She's always there. That's probably what Benji's her, barking at, yeah. <laughs> teasing. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thank you so much. So, how do our listeners connect with you? Okay, so you can connect with me on my brand new Facebook page, which is Ooh, readings yay. by uh, Jake Paul readings on Facebook. And at, you do angel read, angel card readings, and you do Reiki. So you offer different. I do in person and over the phone angel readings okay. um, and psychic readings. I they're, they're one and the same for me. Okay. Um, I do distance and I do in person angel Reiki sessions. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Intuitive Jake, um, and you can also find my Etsy page, which is Readings by Jake. Awesome! Very nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming Thanks back. For being, both of you for coming in you and, here. and talking to us tonight and all about the manifestation. So I'm so excited. So thank you. And thanks to our listeners. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Thank Katie. you, D. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and um, please share our page, like us, and subscribe to... We have a Facebook we do have now a Facebook too for Psychic page. on the Scene. So Thank if you're you, on D. Facebook, Scott. please like that as well. Get on there. So we'll have upcoming shows as well as this podcast. And um, even, I think we're going to do the. Take uh, it on the road. Yeah, we're going to do Psychic on the Scene on the road. We had such a great time doing Ghost Wranglers that um, we're going to we're gonna continue this in our group and yes. uh, go to some haunted locations. So if you have other topics you want us <laughs> to cover on our podcast or you have other haunted locations you want us to go to, please reach out to us, message us, and let us know. Let we us love know. hearing from you guys. So again, Jake, love you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> to both of you. All right.